welcome or welcome back if you're a returning listener. First time listeners, returning listeners, we can't thank you all enough. We've been getting some great feedback and we're excited to keep bringing you more and more content every week. It is October. We are officially into fall. Halloween's around the corner and we are mid-playoff race. I love it. The episode we got for you today is a good one. We're fired up about it. I thought this was the best one we recorded yet. We get into some superstitions. We get into a little bit of our fears growing up on the field, off the field. Fired up for you to hear it. Hope you enjoy. We are on board. Ship it a hip hop, pop, pop. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Flashcards. It is me, Ray McIntyre, with Austin Byler, QB Meyer, uh, going at it every week. So this week, and actually this month, it's uh, October. We're jumping into fears. Big thing with us. Uh, actually, in baseball in general, right? You're going to be getting into the box sometimes, a little stressed out. Big games coming up. Uh, shoot, postseason baseball right around the corner. There's going to be some nerves. So, uh, But in general, let's get into some fears that you guys might have. Not Let's not start with baseball. Uh, off the field, bye. Give me your biggest, biggest fear, fear. Snakes, no doubt about it. I can't stand them. Whenever I go on a hiking trail here in Arizona, or anywhere actually, I get really nervous. And if I see a beware of rattlesnake sign, I usually turn around. So rattlesnakes are top one of my biggest fears, man. I can't stand them. Rattlesnakes or any snake in general? I mean, guard Any snake, snake in yeah. general, and if my host family from the Cape Cod is listening to this, they will know. I went, and that's in Massachusetts, and so I did not think there was snakes in Massachusetts. So I had no, like, was not even on my radar. And there, I'm in a basement, and I go downstairs, and I see something slithering around in my basement that I'm staying at, and it was maybe half a half a foot long, and it looked like a big worm, and it was a snake, a gardener snake, and I still freaked out. So yes, Ray. QB, biggest fear, what do you got? Biggest fear, deep ocean, man. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, being a baseball player, flying flying a lot of places, uh, being in Hawaii, we got to fly over the ocean um, every time we get out there. So, you know, one of my biggest fears is if that plane goes down in the middle of the ocean, um, never know what's underneath us. I mean, it's got to be like 90% of the oceans undiscovered. And, dude, that's that's just a scary feeling, not knowing what, what's going to creep up under us, maybe brush up against our legs or something. Yep. <laughs> that thing little could be 50 action. foot. Little Jaws action. <laughs> yeah, man, just uh, a lot of unknowns in, under there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not about uh, the gigantic sharks, uh, jellyfish, not big on my radar either, uh, not into any of that. So uh, you surf though, right, or have you? Yeah, I surf um, not a lot, but I have definitely. Um, just not not good enough to go into the big wave stuff or uh, deep ocean. It's always pretty close to the shore. Nice. Stay with stay within your boundaries. What's uh, your biggest fear, okay. Ray? Well, uh, oh, easily flying bugs. <laughs> flying <laughs> bugs. Yeah, bro. And I don't know if that's um, so. Like middle school, seventh grade. Uh, I can't even remember my teacher's name, but we were dissecting things for biology and uh, we're di- we got to the grasshoppers and our grasshopper happened to be a, a mama grasshopper with all kinds of eggs in it. and 
ever since then. I mean, it's dead, right? It's 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 already dead, but it freaked me out to the point where, I mean, praying mantis. I, I'm not like freaked out by flies or bees or whatever, but any of those bigger flying bugs, locusts, like a swarm of locusts, might be my worst. Uh. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about some baseball and fears on the field. Um, for me, I, and it started when I was really young, right? Is as an infielder, that that gun shy fear of getting hit in the face with a ball, right? Bad hop, bad infield, not big on that. By you're an infielder. How did you get over that fear? Did you ever have that fear? Uh, what's some advice? Definitely for had that fear, Ray, especially playing first base and third base, some of the corner positions where the balls are getting hit a little bit harder. And on some fields, I mean, we, you know, as well as I do, you don't get very good hops. It's not all turf field like Nevada. So that was a huge fear. The biggest thing that actually really helped me, and I think it was my freshman year in college, was Coach Fatenhauer he mentioned to us, hey, be aggressive on everything. Just go get it. I don't care what happens. Eliminate any of the hops. Go get the baseball. And ever since then, I did have a little bit of a fear, especially when you get up into college and or you go somewhere new. It doesn't have to be college. It could be high school. And you go somewhere new and you get a little nervous and there's a new field and all that stuff. And he just said, hey, dude, be aggressive. Go after the baseball as hard as you can every single time unless it's a rocket at you. And you can work down and scale down from there. And ever since I'd started to do that, I started to overcome that fear, but I'll be honest, there's some fields that you play at where there are some high-flying hoppers that you have no clue where they're going and playing first on the picks. QB knows this as well as I do. Like Some of those balls are coming straight for, for our midsection, and it's not very fun. So that was a big fear, but got over it by being aggressive and just giving yourself that mental cue of attack the baseball, attack the baseball, attack the baseball. Shout out Kiger Field. Out That's there. where it all started, man. That was, the scariest, that was the scariest third base I've ever played, man. That was flying saucers coming at your face. Yeah, that's some that's some tough stuff. So, Q, you, you had that a little bit. Now, how about in the box? Did you, you ever, ever have, have any nerves, nerves in the box? box? Um, no nerves in the box. Yeah, I never really had fears. Um, and that's been since I was young. So I have no idea, like, what I did to overcome them. But uh, I think it has a lot to do with uh, the way we practice and just lots of reps, lots of, um, we even did some beaning practice, so I was never really afraid of the ball getting hit. Nice. Um, so just, I think it had a lot to do with the practices. But going back on, you know, that first base stuff, I can definitely speak to a lot of that ground balls. And, um, you know, that was actually my biggest fear on the field was just getting a simple ground ball. I never learned how to field until I got to Pro Bowl. I didn't know that I was, I mean, you hear it all the time, right? You get, you got to move your feet. You got to, you know, put yourself in a good position to get a good hop. You know, I, I never understood what that actually meant until it was broken down for me, you know, in, in like, in terms of like simplified terms and also being able to actually put into action on the field. So when I went into Pro Bowl, actually, I don't think I made a fielding error. Or um, really, the only errors I ever made were throwing errors. <laughs> so I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that throwing error, yeah, dude, that throwing. Um, sometimes it just gets a little away from you. But uh, it's all right. As far as the the ground ball stuff goes, man, it's um, just fortunate. <laughs> had a lot of guys to bounce ideas off of how they moved their feet. 
Um, and that's kind of how I overcame them. And we weren't really going to go down this route, but you're on it. So when, when you got there, what were some of the things you did that like really, you felt really helped you any drills or, uh, any mechanics that really helped you out with that? Yeah. So, um, basically it was simplified, um, simplified ground balls. So our infield coordinator, he would just roll us certain ground balls and different angles, different hops, and he would just make us move our feet in the, the right direction. So basically breaking it down to, you know, as kind of like a little league, kind of how you would break it down for a little leaguer. And the other person that kind of, you know, helped me with fielding ground balls was Isaiah Kainer-Falefa. He is in the big leagues with the Rangers now. Um, really phenomenal fielder, uh, all-around great baseball player, great dude, and he just taught me how to move my feet. Like, I never learned, or, you know, I was always told I was flat-footed. I never really thought of it that way. I just didn't know that my feet actually stopped moving once the ground ball was hit. And so once yeah. I figured out, okay, I just got to keep my feet chopping the whole time until I figure out where the hop's going to be, then, you know, that's... um. I was able to read the hops perfectly and kind of uh, get over that fear. But one story I've got is um, in Lowe with the Rays, we're playing against the Dayton Dragons, which is the Reds affiliate. And yep. TJ Frito. TJ Frito, yes, sir. Um, there was a player, I think it was um, Shed Long. He's with the Mariners now in the big league and um, hit a smoking hot. Uh, low line drive you know I tried to do the aggressive thing and go after it and uh, completely missed the glove one hop my lip got a scar for life now <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah I mean definitely got over that fear pretty quickly yeah that's the idea of having like light feet uh, like it's something we describe uh, when we're talking about players or scouting players and especially you can see it on the high school level a difference between somebody that has a little bounce versus a guy like you had a little bit at Nevada where it was those carpeted hops where you could just kind of sit back and had those cement feet for a little while and buy at it too you know it's all good but uh yeah anyways as far as ground balls sorry a little off topic as far as the ground ball thing I got popped when I was 11 hit right in the eye I was out of it I and mean, I talked about it in that drill um that drill we the gratitude drill just uh yesterday but more of it ta it takes a while right you you have to stand up and and put your face back in it and, and that's the whole idea of getting back on the horse and uh you know you're having str you're struggling at the plate you you quote unquote are in a slump or are you're struggling fielding like it's it's how are you going to respond that's the the most important thing and um and really just getting your face back in there so um <clears throat> with that QB, you were never a guy that was worried about striking out, but there are some guys out there, right, that get into that big situation and um, maybe the wheels start turning a little too much. Uh, what's something that you can tell those guys that are maybe pressing a little too much to get them back to where they need to be? Yeah, definitely. Um, to me, it's all about perspective. So, you know, if you're afraid of striking out, you know, you got to see why. What, you know, why are you afraid of striking out? You know what's the reason behind it um, you know I'm, I was never afraid of striking out because I was confident in my abilities to put the bat on the ball somehow no matter what pitch you know no matter what pitcher I was facing no matter what pitch he threw 
it could be in the dirt. I, I had that confidence that I was going to touch the ball somewhere. Um, and the other thing, too, is we got to have a plan. Like, you got to have some sort of two-strike plan, and you got to trust it. So, you know, everyone's two-strike plans are different. Um, one that I've heard that was very, very unique um, was a player uh, named David Almeida Barrera. He was at Fullerton, and okay. he said he actually sh- uh, shrinks his two-strike zone because the normal tendency is to actually expand your zone. So yeah. we start ch- chasing all these bad pitches and swinging at balls in the dirt, swinging at balls at eye level height. Um, so I've, I've tried it out and it actually really, really helped. You know, it's, it helped me stay disciplined. And I understood umpires are human. They're going to make mistakes. And, you know, if they ring you up on a ball that you probably can't really touch, you just got to tip your cap to the pitcher. You threw it in the right spot for that ump to call it. Um, and But just have that confidence going into that next at bat. You're going to crush it no matter what. That's that Bregman attitude of I'm the best player on the planet. And if I strike out or ground out or fly out, I walk back up to the dish again and I'm the best hitter on the planet the next time, you know. So uh, I love that attitude. I think you were one of the prime guys to instill that in a lot of others around you. And, you know, you were just so calm and collected in the box that, you know, the doubles seemed to look easy and probably because you could poke one over the third baseman's head down the line and then you could yak one in the right center corner too. So you, you had it line to line. By you were a little bit more of a, I'm just going to get big on it sometimes. Um, did you ever have time maybe in pro ball? You didn't, oh, no, you did strike out a little bit at Nevada. Uh, what got you through that? What, what was made you mentally tougher? Yeah, uh, great after question, that? right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think QB, you were the absolute hands down best hitter with two strikes and the best <laughs> contact hitter ever. That hit for power too is weird, but you never yeah. struck out. It was incredible. You could put a barrel on anything. So like you need to toot your own horn on that one. But uh, I love the fact of having a plan and trusting it. That's huge. But I definitely had some fears of striking out early on. But once I owned who I was, I think the biggest thing as a player is know who you are. If you're a singles contact guy who gets on base, makes things happen, causes havoc on the base paths and, and steals bases, runs hard, then that's your identity. That's your identity as a player. For me, my identity after my first year where I really struggled with that and I, I was a freshman playing and I was really nervous and QB, you were a freshman playing except you were crushing it. I felt like I struck out all the time and then I went into summer ball and started to have some success and found my groove of this is the type of player I am. I'm going to do damage at the box and that's my intent going up to the box. Like QB said, that's my plan when I walk up to do damage. I'm not here to just hit a single and move the runners. We're here to drive them in. And with that comes strikeouts. And something that really helped Ray, and ironically just recommended this book to somebody today, The Way of Baseball by Sean Green. It changed my life. I read it that summer of my freshman season in college, and it absolutely changed my outlook, my mindset, my game plan going up to the box. He talks a lot about finding your zen and your like peaceful state of mind, your calm state of mind when you walk into the box and being yourself and trusting what you do best. And that book changed my whole way of thinking. It was one of the, the most impactful things I've ever done and read. And I highly recommend that for anybody who's listening to this. But like you said, Ray, sometimes you get that fear. And that's when, like QB said, you've got to go back and trust your plan. You've got to have an intention when you step up in the box and truly commit to your plan, your approach, and know that that's going to be successful more often than not. 
too many times we give the pitchers power. We've got to take the power back. We've got the sword. He's got the baseball. That thing doesn't hurt. My barrel can hurt. So let's make sure that we can cause some damage with that barrel. Yeah, we're, it's, you're talking to three hitters in here that, I, you know, I love the guys that pitched on our team, but when I saw a pitcher up against us, I just, I wanted to win so bad, you know, and sometimes you just gets the best of you. Sometimes you press a little too hard. Um, that's just part of the game, you know, and, and learning who you are, like you said, is being, knowing who you is, is a Tony Gwynn thing, right? So knowing who you is, Brock Ungrich over there at University of San Diego says it all the time. Uh, he was coached by him, and it's it's what they preach, right? It's it's knowing who you are as a player. How can you add value to the team? You might not be the Austin Byler or QB Meyer hitting 3-4 in the Nevada lineup. You might be more of a Ray Mack who's coming in in late-inning defense, and that's okay as long as you own that and kill it. Uh, we're just going to end it on that. But moving on, uh, did you guys have any superstitions uh, when you guys were players? Uh, I'll, I'll go first real quick. Stirrups. I had to have stirrups, and if we didn't have stirrups, I had to have my pants up. Otherwise, I felt unathletic, slow, and weird. So I had to have my pants up, dude. No matter what we did, even if they were like those three-quarter shimmies, I had to have them up. I'll rock halves if we have to, but that was a major superstition of mine, I'll be honest. I think any day you wore, wore mids during game the over. Was great, the best so. slump buster you can <laughs> ever draw up, man. It was awesome. Cute. Um, yeah, I don't know if it, it, it crosses between habit and superstition. I mean, I was just so used to doing the things I've done. Um, some people would probably call it superstition. Some people would just call it habits. Uh, that could, I mean, almost everything in my daily life, I did the same <laughs> on game days. That's <laughs> from, like down to the, down to the food that I ate, down to... Like the time I would get to the field, um, the way I would put my uniform on, like it's always the same order, uh, putting in my contacts, like it was everything. So it could be a, a superstition. I felt off when I didn't do it. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, we have some of those days where we just can't complete everything. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I mean, it was everything. Anything you can think of, there was a reason I did it. Like, to the time I put my batting gloves on, um, when I was, like, in the hole, um, the way I would walk out to uh, the on-deck circle, the way I'd walk to the box, um, shoot, you, you name it, man, I, I did it. <laughs> that's what that's, a, that's the thing, right? So you were able to do that at every single field, every, you know, it's not like you had, um, we'll say, your mom made a great meal, like, whatever, we'll say... Uh, What's that burger? Uh, you throw the egg on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Loco yes. Moco. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Your mom whips up a great Loco Moco. You got to have it every day. But you can't do that on an away game, right? That's not something you can bring with you. But so everything you did, like you said, it's habit. Maybe you felt a little off. The worst thing is when you're 0 for 4 and you're like, damn, I put my belt <laughs> on backwards today. Hey, and that, those thoughts came up, man. <laughs> those thoughts. <laughs> but I had, a, I had a, you know, I had a, um, like an at-home routine, and I had a on-the-field routine or uh, like on-the-road routine. So it was kind of just, I mean, I figured out a situation for every every place we went to. Beautiful. 
Bye. You got any updates for everybody? We got some big things coming up. I know we got Facebook updates, Live Wednesday. Yes, what Facebook else? Live coming Wednesday. We've got Face Your Fears coming for the month of October, all about how do we conquer our fears. All of our content will be surrounded by conquering your fears, whether it's fielding a baseball or not being good enough or not finding your dream school. We're going to have content totally shifted around that, which is going to be really, really exciting. Um, another thing, Ray, great job with this with this flashcards episodes, keeping them short, sweet, and simple. I think they're very deliverable, action-filled, and impact. If you have any questions, reach out to us as well on all of our platforms. And then Reno Camp, October 24th and 25th. We are good to go, ready to rock. There's a free coaches and parents clinic after that Saturday session, 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. For that, there will be pizza served. If you are from Reno or a surrounding area and you would like to come out, contact us come on board you can check out our website majorleagueuniversity.com for all those updates and that i believe is it as far as the updates um, big webinar october 16th no 18th 16th 16th 18th i'm all backwards on this thing baby 18th at 6 p.m that's what it is october 18th 6 p.m we've got a massive webinar coming your way we're going to deliver a lot of awesome free content for you to continue to build on um, from these wednesday sessions please bring your questions dm them to us send them in on an email text them if you know us and we will answer whatever questions you might have as simple or elaborate as they may be yeah last thing with that too the the reno camp uh, they're going to be limiting to 50 people. Okay, so those spots are going quick. Make sure if you're going to sign up, you do it soon. Uh, better to get ahead on that than uh, be left out. So we'd love to see you out there. Again, this has been a flashcard, like fast flashcard, and, and that's the way we're going to do things. We're going to dominate it quick, get in and out, and uh, hopefully you guys learn something. So uh, next week, fired up for some more fears. We're going to get way into this thing. I uh, hope you guys have a great Monday. Peace. Peace. Peace.